In this series of podcasts, we'll look at how the EP, or extended play, was used and abused in the early days of the Australian music industry. The first of which is Johnny O'Keefe and the DJ's first EP, Whole Lot of Shaking, released in December of 1957. For the second EP, we move to mid-1960, the first EP for a great Australian doo-wop harmony group, The Crescents, with an EP titled Rock Time. Both EPs hold the distinction of having no tracks that were to appear on a 45 in Australia. When I talk about used and abused, these two EPs fall under the used category. The abused category is where the EP was just a rehash or compilation of previously released material. A brief word about the first Australian EP. There's a few claimants here with record keeping not necessarily a strong point. It's pretty hard to be definitive. In Brett Leslie's brilliant work Australian Festival EP, Deluxe Edition 2015, he does provide introductory comments, noting that it was the Australian record company, later CBS, which produced the first 7-inch EPs around the middle of 1954. Festival's first EPs appeared a couple of months later, the very first of which was Pearl Bailey's The Birth of the Blues, actually on the Coral label, for which Festival had secured the Australian rights. It's also interesting to note that picture sleeves were not part of the deal in the early days of EPs, the records appearing in generic plain sleeves. On to the music and we move to December of 1957 and Johnny O'Keefe and the DJ's first EP, the title track, Whole Lot of Shakin'. Just you wiggle your old self around 
just a little bit Stand in a one spot hat And that's when you got a whole lot of shaking going on To my ear, it sounds like Johnny and the DJs had a lot of fun with that recording, which does capture the raw energy of the very early days of Australian rock and roll. Listed on the rear of the picture sleeve, the DJs were Johnny Greenan on sax, Keith Williams on electric bass, which does seem an odd title, but the electric bass was new to the Australian scene and quite scarce. Dave Owens on sax, Lou Cash on guitar, and of course Johnny Catfish Purser on drums. Whilst readily associated with the Jerry Lee Lewis hit, Whole Lot of Shaken was actually first recorded in 1954 by a wonderful R&B artist, Big Maybell. We heard a snippet of the second track in the introduction, Flip, Flop and Fly. Some great wailing sex in there from Johnny Greenan and Dave Owens. Flip, Flop and Fly was first recorded in 1955 by Big Joe Turner, who co-wrote the song with Charles E. Calhoun. 
Legend has it that Flip, Flop and Fly was created from leftover verses of Shake, Rattle and Roll, also written by Big Joe Turner. Johnny and the DJ's bluesy, slowed-down version captures the band and singer presenting a song that certainly plays to their strengths. Nothing slowed down about track three. Shake, baby, shake. Shake a baby, shake a baby, shake. Till your mama and your papa come home. Shake a baby, shake a baby, shake. Till the meat comes off the bone. Oh, shake a baby, shake a baby, shake. Well, I love your cute little ways. Well, shake a baby, shake a baby, shake. Till your little heart comes back to home. Shake a baby, shake a baby, shake. I mentioned earlier that no tracks on the EP appeared on a 45 in Australia. That's true for the original version of Shake Baby Shake. Johnny did release a slowed-down version of Shake Baby Shake in 1963, which, in an attempted sleight of hand, he claimed songwriting credits, which should have gone to champion Jack Dupree, a classic New Orleans boogie-woogie pianist who was tech champion from his days as a boxer. Johnny O'Keefe and the DJ's original Shake Baby Shake did see overseas releases the B-side of Real Wild Child, the retitled The Wild One. This was way before Johnny's ill-fated trips to the USA and the recording contract with Liberty. In the USA and Canada, the 45 appeared on the Brunswick label, but in the UK appeared on the Coral label. Amazingly, in 2020, two copies of this record appeared on eBay, both from the same UK seller, but, and a pretty big pause here, they were 78s on the Coral label. The higher price of the two went for £1,000. That's approximately 1800 Australian dollars. Staggering and easily eclipsing anything else as the most valuable Johnny O'Keefe recording. The final track on the EP, however, would not be a contender in terms of most valuable. The wailing sacks of Johnny Greenan and Dave Owens saves Paul Anker's Diana.
It must have seemed like a good idea at the time, but Diana was not suited to Johnny's vocal stylings. In summing up the EP, it's a challenge to get to the why of this EP. It was released a few months after the fairly disastrous first 45, Am I Blue, backed with Love Letters in the Sand, which is a big why in itself, especially the uber slowing down of Am I Blue, which was, in its original form, a great rockabilly song by Eddie Cochran. Still, that's for another time. My take on this EP was that it was an attempt to capture the excitement of the legendary Johnny O'Keefe and the DJ's live performances. If that was the goal, then a big tick for me, Diana accepted. Moving to mid-1960 and the Crescent's first EP titled Rock Time, ironically the alternative title of Johnny O'Keefe's TV show Six O'Clock Rock. The Crescents were formed in Sydney's eastern suburbs and comprised Kel Palace, Mike Downs and Cole Lufnan. The group was originally known as the Four Tops and included the fourth member, Dennis O'Keefe, who was no relation to Johnny. When Dennis decided to leave, the group stayed as a three-piece and changed their name to the Crescents. Like the whole lot of shaking EP, the Rock Time EP contained no tracks that appeared on the 45, the first of which was a swingin' down by the riverside. I met my little bright-eyed dog Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I met my little bright-eyed dog Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I asked it for a little kiss Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I asked it for a little kiss Down by the riverside Down by the riverside She said, have patience, little man I'm sure you'll understand I hardly know your name I said, if I can have my way Maybe some sweet day My name and yours will be the same I went down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I went little bright eyed dog. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. She said, Have patience, little man, I'm sure you'll understand. I hardly know your name. I said, If I can have my way, maybe some sweet day, my name and yours will be the same. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, I went my little bright-eyed dog. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the There is a touch of crackle in a couple of these tracks, which were digitised directly from my copy of the EP. I chose to leave the crackles in and not risk losing amplification through noise reduction. The Crescents Down by the Riverside is a cover of the Lewis Jordan version. Lewis Jordan, through his so-called jump jive music, was a seminal influence on early rock and roll. The Crescents version certainly swings, but doesn't, as is suggested in the EP title, rock. In these still early years of Australian rock and roll, all styles tended to be put in the rock bucket. Whilst the Crescents were not a rock group, they certainly were a vocal harmony doo-wop group of the highest order, as is evidenced in track two, a cover of the Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers' Why Do Fools Fall In Love? 
harmonic version with a wailing sax solo, probably from Johnny Green and or Bob Bertels. Production credits on the EP go to Johnny Cash Jr., which was an update on the usual Eddie Cash, the moniker used by Johnny O'Keefe for arranging and production work. Track 3 features a further doo-wop cover, this time the Impalas. Sorry, I ran all the way home. Sorry, sorry, oh so Sorry, uh oh. I ran all the way home. I just say I'm sorry. Why can't I say I ran all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran all the way home. I just say I'm sorry. Just let me stay. That would have been a perfect track for a 45, but alas, it had already been a hit for the Impalas and so was consigned to this EP. 
The Impalas, as a group, were quite unique in their own right, being a racially integrated group hailing from Brooklyn. The lead singer was the only black member, and believe it or not, his name was Joe Speedo Frazier, and he was not the boxer. The final track now, and an Australian composition, by group members Kel Palace and Cole Lufnan, Dreaming. It was a rare bird at the time in Australian composition. To my ear, it would have been the perfect song for a 45. But, alas, history can't be changed, and thus the song and the EP as a whole became a rarity. In 1960, how was an EP to be promoted without a single? The cover shot has the youthful Mike Kellen Cole superimposed beside a cliff face, I think at the northern end of Bronte Beach, hence rock time perhaps. The back cover of the EP reminds us that, at the time, the Crescents were a trio of 17-year-old lads who are a friendly, clean-cut, handsome group with ready smiles. And for once, the bloom on an EP of the era was actually right. And there it is, two great early Australian EPs that had no tracks that saw the light of day on a 45 in Australia. Of course, via Johnny O'Keefe, the two EPs are connected. The Crescents were to last another year or so and release one more EP, Hits It For Six, which was purely a compilation of 45s. After the tragic death of the Deltones lead singer Noel Weiderberg in a car crash, Cole Lufnan left the Crescents and took the lead singer role with the Deltones, and sadly the Crescents were no more. Still, that one classic piece of Australian composed doo-wop lingers. Dreaming. Every time I cry over you. 